Hello and welcome back to Taco the Town, the podcast where it's always Taco Tuesday. I'm your host, Dave, and I still have never met a taco I didn't like. You've joined us on a very special occasion this week because this week is our one-year anniversary episode. One year ago, we started this journey to eat every taco in the town and surrounding taco towns. We've eaten at 46 taco places in the Kansas City metro area and beyond. And in between those 46 taco places, I've probably eaten at 20 other taco places that we haven't reviewed. So I've added to my list of taco places that we need to review for the show. And we've only got 160 more to go until we've eaten every taco in the town. So much has happened in the taco verse over the last year. Today, we'll be listening to some clips from the past year's episodes, some fun moments, some wacky moments, some taco-rific moments. So grab some tacos, pull up a chair, and take this trip down memory lane with us. Welcome to Taco the Town, the one-year anniversary special. Taco the Town. I can't believe it's been one year since we recorded the first episode. It seems like it was just yesterday that me and my buddy Michael McMillan were eating Taco Villa and sharing some special taco memories. It went a little bit like this. Tell us a little bit about yourself. If you check my Wikipedia page, it says I was born in Oh, Olathe. you have a Wikipedia page? Yeah, man. Oh, cool. You know what? <laughs> After this podcast takes off, so are you. Oh, sweet. We would get comic books at Dylan's, and then we get lunch at Taco Villa. Pour myself a suicide out of the soda fountain, yeah. and then they would always have movie posters for the latest releases there. Yep, saw the Tango and Cash poster there for the first time. Yeah, but yeah, you used to be able to smoke in that Taco Villa, so kids would be up there smoking cigarettes. Oh yeah. Eating tacos. Skipping out on school. Taco Villa has a very special place in our hearts since, you know, one of the first places where I said, oh, I think I'd like to eat these three, four times a week. Yeah. What do you think? What, what are your first, did a lot of some memories come flooding back? Yeah, the first thing I think is about my childhood and how much I like these better than Taco Bell tacos. A little vinegar, a little, uh, I almost feel like there's marinara in this. It's, good it's a good spaghetti taco. <laughs> You know, you might go, I don't know, that place looks sketchy. Then you come to find out, it's a pretty wholesome place. Now we'll see how I feel in 24 hours, but I think we're going to be all right. Cheese used to be left over. I would pick it up with my fingers and eat it, but I'm not going to do that because I'm a distinguished gentleman. Oh, I just did that. (laughs) Late 80s. Yeah, and I think also, I feel like tacos were just taking off in the late 80s in general, everywhere. It was a taco renaissance, really. There really was. It was a... To cockalypse. Yeah. In, yep. in a way. Yeah. Think about it. I think it. that's what they called it. Yeah. To tacopalypse. Yep. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. I forgot the P. Spicy to me. I know a lot of people love it, but for me, it's a flavor that stays a little longer than it wears out its welcome. I like to eat something, taste it. I don't want to hang it on my lips for a long time afterwards. If you're not eating tacos, what are you eating? <laughs> uh... When you're not eating tacos, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> this is really making me question my life. If they only had Taco Villa, I would say KC was a good Taco Oh, okay, town. yeah, good point, yeah. Soap pillows? Yeah, soap pillows. Because they are like little soapy pillows, Oh, if you think about it. Is that they how they got that name? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think somebody dropped soap in the fryer, 
with a little batter, and they came out of Sleepy That's Villas. That's exactly how a chimichanga was and created. The, yeah, and then they have to put a little honey on it, so it you know, kind of balances out that Purell taste. That is so weird. I never knew that's where yeah. that came from. I know. What is one of the best taco memories you've ever had? Well, this is certainly going to be one of them. Okay. I'm going to be honest. It had more to do with the tacos than it probably oh. could do, but... <laughs> <laughs> I guess what I'm hearing from you is that tacos seem to bring you a lot of joy. I think this is the moment that I realized that you see the world through taco colored glasses. And I realized that this whole time that we were friends, but you've seen me as a taco this whole time, perhaps. Maybe everything, your world is defined by tacos. And that's where it all started, that special day. It's been a whirlwind, really. And that was a very fun episode, but almost equally as fun was the second episode of Taco the Town when executive producer of the show Chris Garibaldi joined us and he told us some funny stories about a friend of his who had the nickname Titty. Can I tell a nickname story? Oh yeah, sure. One time I was in Springfield, Illinois. If you've ever gone drinking in Springfield, Illinois, you know that all the bars start with the letter B, like two brothers or on Broadway. And there was this guy whose nickname was Titty and Titty was a guy with a very long mullet and he was very skinny and he listened to probably a lot of Iron Maiden, you know, and I'm all, hey, I am, for the record, 100% behind every one of those choices. But my friend Matt Nalbach is a very passive guy. He's like a John Lennon-esque fella. Mm-hmm. All we're saying is give peace a chance kind of guy. We were at on Broadway late into the evening and we're all, we've all had quite a few drinks. And I see Matt grab Titty by the, by the, the shirt. Now, this is, this is actually after... Titty killed a rat with his $250 pair of shoes. So Matt Nolik is, is shaking Titty by the shirt, shaking him by the shirt. And he's like, why do they call you Titty? Why do they call you Titty? That was like how the conversation had broken down. And Titty's like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like Matt had had him on the ropes. And, and Matt goes, he's like, they called my brother that. And Matt goes, well, what is your last name? He's like, Titowski. <laughs> and Matt let go of him and was just like, I'm done with you. I don't even want to die. Like he just walked away. Like the whole, the whole, the whole incident diffused itself just based on Matt's disgust. Chris also introduced us to the D Mags that episode, the double margarita, which is his favorite go-to taco drink. D Mags is what I have, which is which is essentially <laughs> a double margarita, where you take a regular margarita and you double it. And then he told us a story about how tequila gives him superpowers. I don't know if you know this about me, but tequila gives me superpowers. Oh. One time going back to when I was at the University of Missouri, my friend Artemis Armas, he and I were having tequila shots at a bar and we walked home to our our street and our house was probably in the middle of the street, meaning halfway down the block. This was after we'd had three or four tequila shots each. Any tacos? No. And we noticed that there were cars parked all the way, lined all the way down the street. And we kind of looked at each other. And, you know, looked at the cars and we, and we had the same idea and we were like, we just smiled and laughed. And then we proceeded to run up and down the cars. Like just, (laughs) that's how we got to our house. So we literally walked or ran, sorry, up and down these cars, car after car. And it was because the tequila gave us the superpower. We were, we became light as a feather. And then because we were so light, we could run 
car over car and got to our house <laughs> and literally jumped into our front yard, ran into the house. Oh, and then there's a whole other story that uh, that I could tell you some other day about how we destroyed a, a, a chair and table set <laughs> after we got into the house. But again, more superpowers. Thank you to wow. the power tequila. Yeah. It's always fun to share our love of tacos with someone who might not always put tacos first in their lives. And that's something that I always do is say, you know, what would tacos do in this situation? WWTD. So I'm always thinking tacos first, other types of food second. On episode 19, we were joined by Cole Lindbergh from the Kansas City podcast, and we kind of helped him have a taco awakening. Would you say you're experiencing a taco awakening? I might be right now as we're sitting here. The sky is starting to open up. And the tacos are raining down. the tacos are raining down. Yeah. Wow. This is incredible. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. Cole's a great friend of the show. He actually recently wrapped up the Kansas City podcast. And we'll definitely have him back on the show to talk tacos with us down the road. On our Cinco de Mayo episode, Cole actually prepared a taco poem to poetry as he called it so let's take a listen to that poem that that cole read on the show it's a very very emotional and um special poem visiting you with you on the show has opened up my eyes to so many more types of tacos and i actually i don't know if this is okay with you um since i had this taco awakening i've been very um I've had a lot of, you know, like deep thoughts about tacos. Let's, and I've actually I've actually prepared today a uh, a tacoam or some tacoetry, yeah. if you will, about poetry. Yeah, about okay. some tacos. So I was hoping that I could share that with you today here sure. for the taco celebration. Sure. Let's okay. do it. All right. Now's and because the, this and now's I now's the time. I credit this all to you because I this is I, I eat a taco now and just the the words and the thoughts, they start flowing through me. And I, and I wanted to share one with you today. It's beautiful. Okay, let's do it. T-A-C-O. This is not a spelling bee. I'm talking about tacos. Tortillas and meat. Cheese and tomato. Have you ever envisioned a taco tornado? Salsa-like rain. Clouds of sour cream. Past your face flies carnitas and delicious pinto beans. A funnel of food, a gift from the sky. Open your mouth and let the tacos go inside. (laughs) For the world would be much more peaceful if tacos were readily available to all of the people. A taco for me, a taco for you, a taco for the panda bear in his cage at the zoo. A taco for Ma, and a taco for pa. More ingredients for every taco pizza. A beautiful taco oasis. No such thing as taco hell. Children lining the streets ringing their taco bells. A world of magical wonder galore. The only option is tacos at every food store. And oh, what a peaceful place it would be where tacos are young and happy and free. That's great. Yeah. I'm going to eat a chip instead yeah, of I'm going to eat a chip after that one, too. I'm, I'm exhausted. I love the sentiment of that poem. It's always fun to have two guests on at the same time. Sometimes the guests know each other. Sometimes the guests don't know each other. On the ninth episode of the show, 
we had Scott Hartley, who wrote the Taco the Town theme song, and Sakina Heath, who was a huge Taco fan. We had them both on. They'd never met each other before, and they got into a pretty heated debate about if lettuce goes on a taco. Scott was very anti-lettuce. Sakina was pro-lettuce. And things got a little heated. So let's, let's take a listen to that. Maybe a little too much lettuce for me. A little bit too much for the distraction. I'm a purist to some okay. degree. So, you know, I like some of these certain things on it. And sometimes I think they sort of detract from it. You're looking at me like I am completely insane. Yeah, maybe because these <laughs> two, because two out of the three tacos we had had zero le- I know, lettuce. I but I just tried the hard shell one. I'm like, there's lettuce on that. And I think lettuce, I don't have a big problem with lettuce, but anything that's sort of not necessary, can we just move it aside? Okay. And I'm not, no, no I mean, no, I'm, I'm not fascinated, angry not about judging what I have. your opinion. I sound very animated about yeah. it. I, yeah. <laughs> like the amount of lettuce that was on, yeah. This I is coming from a guy who discovered tacos very, very yeah, late in life. So um, don't consider my opinion valuable at all. Thank you, David. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm just here for uh for, you know, the presence of my No, my that's that's good to know. That yep. is good to know. Would you wear a shirt that just says get that lettuce out of my face and it had like a wagging finger on it? Is that a t-shirt you might wear? Well, if if the wagging finger was attached to a taco, like a little taco guy saying get that lettuce out of my face. But you think you'd be yeah, absolutely. Or like a bumper sticker that said don't put any lettuce on my taco. Stay Ponchos. calm. Stay calm and don't eat that lettuce. What that one? That's kind of your statement on yeah. life, really. Yeah. I think you could write a song about it. My lettuce is an honor roll student. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wait. I went to Poncho's and got all this lettuce on my taco. I have a question. What about your other two tacos without lettuce? Was that also a four out of a five? I think so. I don't know. I have a hard time. Going all the way in because it has to be a completely spectacular experience for me to hit hit the max. I respect that. Yeah, I mean totally you don't you know yeah yeah sort of dilute the scale when you throw everything a five. I think yeah. you have to have some bad stuff and some mediocre stuff and some middle stuff in order to make that five a real five. That's true. That is true. It's got to be golden. That. Yeah, absolutely. Got to be. And we're no silver tacos. There's no bronze tacos. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) That lettuce debate has never really been settled on the show. Of course, I I love both. I love a good non-lettuce taco, but then sometimes I'm just feeling like I I want a lot of crunchy lettuce on my taco. So uh, I kind of fall in the middle. I could go either or. But uh, I I don't think Scott will be eating any lettuce on his tacos anytime soon. A friend of the show, Kate Hogan, who is an improv comedian here in town, with the improv troupe Ham Kitty. She's stopped by the show a couple times to talk tacos with us, and um, she always has some great insights on food, tacos, Kansas City. We got her feelings on potato chip flavors when she joined us on episode five. And uh, Kate does not enjoy the smell or taste of Cool Ranch Doritos. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't get a soft potato chip? No. A fun fact about Kate Hogan, I've never had a Dorito. Whoa. No Cool Ranch? No. They smell like Satan's butt to me, and I will not eat one. Especially your breath afterwards smells like a fart from Satan's butt. <laughs> but a cool— Can I say that on your podcast? But a Cool Ranch, <laughs> Satan's fart butt. 
Ugh. No. Like if Satan was a cool um, guy that hung out and played video games sure. a lot. That's what is. Yeah, like a fun factory Satan. <laughs> yeah, with sunglasses on. Yes. And he like. I'll concede that. And he was playing a video game at Fun Factory, put his sunglasses down, <laughs> looked at you, <laughs> farted. <laughs> and then tickets came out of his armpit. And that was my prize for watching him fart. <laughs> That's what a cool ranch Dorito smells and tastes like. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you never know who's going to stop by the show when you're filming on location. We like to do our on location episodes at the taco places. Our first on location episode, we did at Allen Fieldhouse before a KU basketball game and had some salty iguana tacos. And it just so happened that the famous Marlins man was in the building and he swung by the show and gave us his thoughts on tacos. Let's listen to what Marlins man had to say that night. So we're joined. This is a special guest. Eric Eric uh, gave his seat up to Marlins man, Lawrence Lee. Thanks for being on the show. Thank Taco you for having town. me, guys. I appreciate it here. What are your feelings of tacos? Are you a big taco fan? I love tacos. I'm in Miami. I love tacos. What is the but best? I don't like them too spicy. I don't, I don't <laughs> have the heartburn later, but the problem is I can't eat just one. Oh, yeah. We all run into that. We are taco lovers here. We eat about, you know, seven or eight a, a sitting. I'm smelling them right now, and I'm like... <laughs> You can have no, a taco. I just ate. I just ate oh, it. Okay. Arthur Bryan's. But, I mean, oh. <laughs> I'm like, I just ate this, this food sales. And then I got all the things right here, too. <laughs> what is the um, <laughs> what is the best taco place in Miami? We really don't Do you have, have a, a favorite? Taco one. No. Not. I mean, there's a line. People go to, like, Taco Viva, but that's, like, franchise stuff. It's like oh, okay. a McDonald's burger versus a real steak burger. It's called burger. Taco Viva? What's it called? Taco Viva. Okay. Yeah, it's not, there's not, we don't, Miami's gotten more into Latin foods. Okay. Really, like, not Mexican, more like the Cuban and the Argentinian and the Venezuelan things. What's the one thing that you look for in a taco? Fresh lettuce. I can't stand when I get a taco and the lettuce is brown. I don't care what you tell me. If I, like, this lettuce is really bright and green. <laughs> I already looked at that before I said anything. Okay. <laughs> Too many times I see lettuce and the tomatoes look fine. I'm like, wait, that lettuce is brown. That's old. Yeah. We, we, good. We've had guests on the show that won't eat a taco with lettuce, but you're saying lettuce is the most important thing. The lettuce tells me how fresh it is. Yeah. And if the lettuce is brown and it's stale, the rest of it's not going to be too good. Yeah. And I, I think that that's a really good test, too. If you go to a place, a litmus test. If you look at a taco and you see brown lettuce, pass. Right. Well, thanks for being on the show. We didn't want to take up too much of your time. I appreciate time, but... it. All right, have fun. Thanks for talking tacos with us. No, I, I, really, I just ate. I'm just to say, I didn't know this was going to be here. Okay. It's a big get. That episode was fun. We were also joined by Eric Danielson, the public address announcer and voice of the Kansas Jayhawks. He's an old friend of ours, and he did some amazing fake sports player introductions in his special announcer voice. So let's listen to that bit. So uh, tonight, big night for a 2008 national champion, Sharon Collins, mm -hmm. getting his jersey retired. Sharon, Chicago, Illinois native. Okay. So I'm going to give you a little. Give me a little I'm Sharon. I'm going to give you a little yeah. Max Sharon combo for this All next right. one. All okay. right. Ready? <clears throat> At guard, a sophomore from Chicago, Illinois, Freddie the Dr. Funkenstein. <laughs> At guard, a freshman from the Ukraine, Cuckoo Kofefe. At guard, a senior from New York, New York, 
Julius Milk Jug Jughauser Jr. <laughs> that was Julius Milk Jug <laughs> Jughauser Jr. You know his dad. Jughauser Senior. Big Jug. <laughs> big, 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 big Jug. Big, big Jug. Big Jug. Big Jug. Yeah. Big Julian. So the lettuce debate is one that we always talk about. Does lettuce go on a taco? Does it not go on a taco? Your episode's one of the most mentioned. Did you notice that on subsequent episodes? Oh. Because the lettuce is it? Was it a lettuce debate? Is that right? Yeah. The the lettuce debate has resonated throughout episodes, episodes over episodes. People will say, "Well, I know there's been discussion of lettuce <laughs> on this," and and it's funny that it, it's kind of split down the middle how it goes, and people do have some some hard opinions on that. Yeah, that day there was some hard opinions on that. I do remember that. <laughs> it, was and- a t- it was probably our tensest episode. <laughs> Most tense or tensest, I don't know. So Kina was actually disappointed Scott was not going to join us today at the party. Oh, it continued. So you could continue the lettuce debate. Yeah. I, I definitely pay attention to lettuce on the menu now more so than I ever have. Another question that comes up a lot is, is a taco a sandwich? On a couple episodes, I think it was episode 33 and 38, our guests have brought that topic up. Is a taco a sandwich or is a hot dog a taco? It's things are, you know, the lines are being blurred every day more and more on this topic. So let's listen to these is a taco a sandwich debates. So there's hard shell, soft shell. Some soft shells have multiple shells. There's fried tacos, puffy tacos. Then, since we've basically blown the lid off what the taco container can be, isn't a hot dog a taco? Hot dog is not a taco because of the wiener. What if I put, what if it's a chopped up wiener? (laughs) Yeah, that could be a chopped up wiener, yeah. But then it's not a hot dog. Then it's not a hot dog. It's a taco. It's a puffy Vienna beef taco. A pulled pork sausage. It'd be hamburger sausages, you know, whatever the hell it is. A sausage made of just pulled pork which is a major topping in a lot of tacos. It's on a hot dog bun, but dressed with queso fresco, pico de gallo. Hot dog or taco? Well, isn't that like what a Sonoran hot dog is? Have you ever had a Sonoran hot dog? It's a hot taco. Is that that just the same? Is that some asshole being like, this isn't a taco, this is a hot dog, but it's absolutely a taco? Well, there's a full full hot dog link in there. It's not chopped, but it has all Mm. taco ingredients plus... Sour cream. Does a hot dog have to remain intact to be a hot dog? How far away is a hot dog from a submarine? Like a meatball sub, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. The I, same cradle. So, the, your answer is no. Hot dogs are not tacos? Right. right. Damn it. Friend of the show, Michael McMillan, who was on our first episode. He's one of my oldest, dearest taco friends. He is living out in L.A. in Hollywood. He's an actor, writer dancer, golf instructor, and he has a segment on the show from time to time called Michael Takes on Taco Bell. This is when he reviews menu items from his local Taco Bell. He took a 20-year break from Taco Bell, so he missed a lot of these new wacky items that Taco Bell sells, and uh, I asked him if he would go through and review a menu item or menu items from the Taco Bell menu, eating them in his car, giving me his first thoughts on them. He swears by the Taco Supreme, the Crunchy Taco Supreme. That's his staple order, but then I said, you got to branch out and try some of these new things. So here's some highlights of Michael taking on Taco Taco Bell. First taco I grab, Taco Supreme, which was great because it kind of acted like a palate cleanser. 
The sour cream makes the Taco Supreme what it is. I pulled out the Doritos Locos Taco, which I have to say was not loco enough. But upon unwrapping the taco, I found a taco holder, which is unique compared to the first three tacos that I unwrapped. And it said, Cool Ranch nacho cheese spicy. Well, which is it? Am I eating a Cool Ranch shell, a nacho cheese shell, or a spicy hot shell? It tasted like none of the above. I was expecting a Dorito Experienzo. There was a guy on Twitter on your last episode who said that he enjoyed... The episode that I was featured in, except that the Michael Takes on Taco Bell segment was a little ridiculous. Well, guess what, buddy? You got what I was laying down. I'm going to double down on the ridiculous tonight. You know who you are. That's all I can eat. I think last time I ate like four or five tacos and I felt very sick the next day. I was expecting a far more fried offensive shell. I come from a land down under by Men at Work. Great taco song. Nothing to do with tacos. Everything to do with kangaroos. That brought me right back to when we were kids and your mom took me and your brother and sister to the Taco Bell on Santa Fe. Like a Taco Via taco, but a little more tart. Guess what wins this week? Beef Chalupa Supreme. Nacho fries for the first time. Is that a pun? As in, they're nacho fries? Well, they're mine now. P.S. The watermelon freeze is sold out. All right, pulling around to pick up my nacho fries. I also grabbed a number nine, which is a Crunch Wrap Supreme. I got the Crunch Wrap because it kind of looks like a burger. Okay, I'm munching on one of these seasoned fries. It's kind of weird. I don't like the color. Okay, I just put my hand in the Crunchwrap Supreme sleeve and I'm already disturbed by what I'm touching. But I do hate myself for eating it. Okay, Crunchwrap Supreme, what the hell are you? Um, I don't know, man. In my book, nothing beats a good old-fashioned Taco Supreme. These nacho fries are overrated. On episode 41, we were joined by Ashley and Sabrina from Lestilo Rouge, a fashion website. And they they told me I needed to get rid of my cargo shorts, something that kind of been holding on to these cargo shorts for a while. I know they're out of, out of style. Nobody likes them anymore. No one likes pockets. So, you know, I prepared a couple words to say to say goodbye to my favorite cargo shorts. So let's take a listen to that little soliloquy I give for my parting cargo shorts. I've just prepared a couple words to say to cargo shorts here. Raise a glass. Put those glasses up. Khaki ripped cargo shorts. Your pockets in your heart were so big. You've been with me 10 plus years. We've been through a lot. Three wives, two cars, one scooter. One house, two apartments. You're always there for me. A comfortable summer friend. Dancing at the club. Drinking at the bars. Going to the Chumba Wumba concert. <laughs> frolicking on the beach. At a camp out with friends. <laughs> and most importantly, eating tacos. <laughs> Your extra pockets would carry extra tacos. 
French fries, corn dogs, <laughs> maybe a can of beer, maybe a bag of Cheetos or tortilla chips. When I ripped a hole in you at that pickup squash game, I stood by you and still wore you even though I looked like a hobo. Now when I wear shorts in the summer and I need to store a Sancho or a Gordita for later, I'll reach for an extra puffy pocket and it won't be there. But your pockets were always there. What was it about your cargo pockets that scared people away? Were your pockets too big? Too puffy? Was it your hammer loop? Are people afraid of pockets because they're afraid of what baggage they carry in themselves that fills those pockets? If we could free ourselves of this baggage, empty our pockets of pain and regret, we could fill those pockets with something else. Hope. Love. Dreams. Maybe in the future when the stigma of having way too many extra pockets is blown over, we could meet again. But for now, I will light you on fire in an old barrel at the end of a country road somewhere on the outskirts of town, maybe Belton. It's <laughs> a great place. The flames and smoke will travel into the darkness, a darkness that will envelop us all. <laughs> Sometimes I like to gauge just how big of a taco fan my guests are. You know, I, I try to only get taco lovers on the show, but, but then there's sometimes where I'm just not sure how much they love tacos and if they understand how much I love tacos. So sometimes I have to put the guests through something called the taco gauntlet. And that is when I pair tacos up with other food types and see which the guests would prefer if they prefer tacos or this other type of food. Uh, we've had one guest pass it. That was Ayesa Palomares on episode 25. So let's listen to Ayesa make her way through the taco gauntlet. So this is a new section of the show called the taco gauntlet. I'm going to put you through the taco gauntlet right now. There are two choices of foods. One of them is something else, and one of them is tacos. You either answer the other food or tacos to make it through the taco gauntlet. I think I'm setting this up right. We'll see how far you get. I think you're going to make it all the way through. I have faith that you will make it through this taco gauntlet. Don't let me down. Okay. Ham or tacos? Tacos. Chinese or tacos? Tacos. Pizza or tacos? Tacos. <laughs> Spaghetti or tacos? Tacos. Steak or tacos? Tacos. A hamburger or tacos? Tacos. Chicken or tacos? Tacos. Hot dog or tacos? Tacos. Chili dog or tacos? Tacos. That was close. Scared there for a second. Soup or tacos? Shh, tacos. Any kind of seafood or tacos? Tacos. Sushi or tacos? Oh, have they made a sushi taco out there yet? I don't think so. You love me some fish tacos. I think tacos, though. Okay. I can't I do, can do sushi every day. Yeah. I can do tacos every day, though. Right. Yeah, tacos. Fajitas or tacos? Tacos. Burritos or tacos? Oh, come on. Tacos. A sandwich or tacos? Tacos. Cheesesteak or tacos? Tacos. A casserole or tacos? Tacos. And finally, ice cream or tacos. There are choco tacos out there. I'll go with tacos. Yeah, you did it. You made it through. Nice. Whew. Thanks. That was rough. It was there, rough. There were a couple times, but you made it through. That was a lot of firsts happened on Taco the Town, a lot of momentous taco occasions. On episode 28, I was joined by Ryan Lester and Caitlin Gould 
a couple. They are they actually just got engaged. Uh, Ryan is from the UK. Caitlin is from Kansas City. And Ryan had his very first American taco on Taco the Town. I think there wasn't a dry eye in the house when Ryan took a bite of his very first taco. And this taco was from Margarita's, a Kansas City classic. Let's take a listen to that. You can get authentic tacos there. So what would, what, would authentic, what would differentiate to authentic? Corn tortilla, smaller tortilla. Okay. These are flour tortillas. Yeah. And these are pretty big tortillas. So yeah. authentic are smaller corn tortillas, mm-hmm. more onions. Well, I like what we had. In, in oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No cheese, no lettuce, no tomato. Usually like just, just the meat. Yeah. Just the meat and cilantro and onion. Oh, uh, yeah. Cilantro is yeah. the best. So good. Coriander. I forgot they had the puffy tacos. I would have gotten a puffy taco. First American taco. There you go. Done. (laughs) Bucket list. (laughs) I'm so honored you could have your first American taco here on Taco of the Town. And congratulations to Ryan and Caitlin on their engagement. Hopefully Ryan will be back here in the U.S. soon and we can all go eat tacos again. A very popular segment. Here on Taco the Town is the Taco Ticker. That's where we check the taco news stories of the week. There's so much taco news out there today. I don't think a day goes by where there isn't a new taco news story. I love keeping my guests up to date and my listeners up to date on all the taco breaking news. We have some wacky taco stories happen. I mean, this has been a momentous year in taco news. We had nacho fries come out and go and come back. We had the Chipotle queso incident where the queso was really gross and nobody liked it. So they had to take it back and remix it and come up with a new recipe. The egg taco shell from Taco Bell, the breakfast taco that debuted this year. So much taco news. We covered a lot of strange taco news stories this year. So let's listen to some of those wacky taco ticker stories. Back in January, a semi-truck carrying 40,000 pounds of avocados was involved in a fiery rollover crash on a Texas highway. Both of these stories take place in Texas. Crashing and burning. Most of the avocados caught fire and spilled onto the highway, creating a pile of fresh guacamole on the roadway. If you came upon this wreck, and if you had a bag of tortilla chips in your car fresh from the grocery store, would you get out of your car and scoop up some of the fresh guacamole created by the wreck? Liz wouldn't even need the chips. And have a unique snack? I would just start swimming. You would swim in the guac. I mean, okay, is the guy that drove the car okay? No. (laughs) I'm pretty sure he's dead. He's dead. Well, then I feel really bad. About <laughs> but would his would his blood assist in the flavoring of the guac? Ugh. No, no. He jumped out of yeah, the yeah, cab. Yeah. He's on fire. He's he ran yeah. into like a river okay, and jumped. So he's in. gone. He's away. gone. He's fine somewhere. He's okay. at the hospital. The river of guac is coming. I mean, my you. first thing would be like check to make sure people are okay. Then I'd be like, "Sup, guacamole? What you doing here?" You would definitely get out of your car oh, and check yeah. it out. Yeah. I don't think Plus, I would. I'd probably see like if there was any like avocados that I could take with me home <laughs> to make my own guacamole. I don't think I would do yeah, it. Avocados are not that. The highway is a pretty dirty place. I don't think I'd eat highway guac. Well, it would be like piled up on top of oh, other guac. Okay. So you just eat the top. If it was layer a pile that was as tall as like a middle school child. So and you do the top layer. Off the yeah, top. you yeah. can just like have the top layer that's not touching the highway. I'm pretty like I'm not. Like, <laughs> I would the like to see it. Person ever, yeah. So I feel like I'm like hmm, it's still free guacamole. You five second Plus rule. Plus it'd be You'd like five second rule. Just like it. make yeah. sure I have a little salt. Yeah, I agree. I would have to go get out of my car and check it out. Plus a good photo op. Yeah. That'd be a great photo. Posing with the guac. You'd insta that so fast. Oh my gosh. It'd be all over my Insta story. (laughs) Guac life. Someone on Reddit named Incredibly Shiny Shart 
shared the story of a motorcycle crash that put him face-to-face with the macabre hypothetical of if you would eat human flesh, would you? When a car hit his bike and sent him careening into a nearby forest, his foot was shattered to the point that he would never walk on it again. When the doctor asked if he wanted to amputate, his one question was, can I keep it? The doctor said yes. So on Sunday, July 10th, 2016, three weeks after the accident, shiny Shart, who prefers to remain anonymous, invited 10 of his most open-minded friends to a special brunch. They ate apple strudel, quiche puff pastries, fruit tarts, and chocolate cake. They drank gin lemonade and mimosas. And then the main course came out, fajita tacos made out of his severed human limb. Did they know this in advance? I think they did. That's okay. So the U.S. does not have a federal law banning cannibalism. Idaho is the only state in which the simple act of eating human flesh can land you in prison. Laws against murder and buying and selling human meat and, and corpses make cannibalism <laughs> difficult, but technically legal in other 49 states. So in his rare case, cannibalism was not only legal, but ethical. He documented the entire process, but due to the graphic nature of the photos, they were not able to post them on this website. This place asked the 38-year-old why he decided to feed himself to his friends, what he tasted like, and how the experience changed him. So they asked him, how did the actual cooking of the foot go down? I told the chef my idea, and after thinking about it for a couple days, he said, okay, let's do this. I'm going to prepare it, and you guys just come on over tomorrow. (laughs) He he marinated it overnight and sautéed it with onions, peppers, salt, pepper, and lime juice. Then he served it on corn tortillas with a tomatillo sauce. How did it taste? People think it tastes like pork because in movies we hear it called long pig. But the term originated in places like Papua New Guinea where they eat what? wild boar. So, uh, and then he said, one, one of my friends had to spit me into a napkin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there was a queasy anticipation. We all looked at each other and said, are we doing this? We're doing this, right? We're doing this. And then they did it. So what do you guys think? Would you ever eat a friend's leg? Would you ever eat tacos made out of a friend's leg? No. N- no. <laughs> I, right. <laughs> right. I would need a couple more mimosas. A Mexico City restaurant was caught selling a protected tarantula species as an ingredient in their $26 tacos. Wow. The Federal Environmental Protection Agency saw a video of the cook at the restaurant torching a big, hairy tarantula on Facebook. The restaurant in Mexico City specializes in what it calls exotic pre-Hispanic cuisine that includes grasshoppers, worms, ant eggs. Is everybody still doing okay? Nobody's hurled yet. Ant eggs and for a very brief stint recently, tarantula tacos. A few months ago, the restaurant started serving warm tortillas slathered with smashed avocado, a squeeze of lime juice, and a freshly seared Mexican red rump tarantula. Red rump tarantula. I like that. That's a rough Saturday night. (laughs) The the finished product, which frankly looks a little unwieldy, sold for 500 pesos or about U.S. $26. I'd try it. On episode 30 of Taco the Town, we went to Kauffman Stadium during a Royals game and watched a Royals game and reviewed some tacos at Kauffman Stadium. The tacos were amazing. Some of the best tacos we've ever had here on the show. And we also sang a little seventh inning taco stretch right before we, you know, got to our last tacos. This was called Take Me Out for Some Tacos. It's a very popular taco baseball song. So let's take a listen to Take Me Out to Some Tacos. Take me out for some tacos. Take me out on the town. 
Buy me some queso and guacamole. Stick those tacos right in my hole and I'll root. Root, root for chips and salsa. If there's no spice, it's a shame. With tacos on my plate, I'll never frown. On taco the town. Oh, Jazz hands. Let's get some tacos. All right. Great job. <laughs> we should have we done some rehearsals on that. No rehearsals <laughs> on that. None. We nailed it. It was awesome. Yeah. We did our best. I have never had a real adverse reaction to any of the tacos on the, on the show. All of them have been delicious. I've never met a taco I didn't like. But there was one episode where I had a super duper hot taco and I couldn't talk for a while. I was started pounding water. The hot sauce was super duper hot. Uh, I was a mess. My guests watched as my head turned 70 different shades of red and water started pouring out of my ears and eyes. So let's listen to episode 24 with Emily Nold and Wes Elder, where I had a incredibly hot taco. We've got like Arizona desert heat. <laughs> Holy crap. It's so hot. I'm giving you the hiccups. Do you need some of my horchata? Horchata. No. I've got a beer. <laughs> Even better. <sighs> you feel it? I'm feeling it. Your lips feel it? <laughs> For everybody who cannot see Dave currently, his face is looking like a plum. <laughs> he what? Is sweating from every orifice uh, that he has on his meathead. Um, and he is biting his tongue and wishing he had water to quench his thirst, but beer's going to make it worse. <clears throat> wow. You know those cartoons where smoke comes out of one's ears? Well, uh, we are kind of experiencing the same thing right now, everyone. Uh, Ooh. I'm like Roadrunner. I have just been awoken. Woo. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I think I... Uh, you know what you're talking about with the whole spicy thing. I blame you, Emily. <laughs> He's not going to be okay. Are you sure you don't want to There is sweat rolling down his face pretty hard right now. <laughs> okay. Woo. Oh, man. Wow. That was a hot taco. Um, Can we get an extra shirt in here? Because uh, I think we're going to need a wardrobe change. Mm. All right. That was I, def- feel like, I feel like Enrique Iglesias right now. <laughs> Oh. I feel like Enrique Iglesias' mole right now. <laughs> <laughs> it catches a lot of his sweat, I'm sure. <laughs> All right. So, Wes, what are your thoughts? <sighs> we always love to talk to the other podcasts in KC, do crossovers. We had a really fun crossover with the guys from the Can City podcast. And we talked a little bit about some unsung podcasts that I like to listen to. Here in KC. I don't know if you guys are listening to any of these. These are some of the other podcasts that Kansas City has to offer. Bunts and Punts with Chiefs punter Dustin Colquitt, where he just talks about punting and baking. Have you guys really? listened to that's, that? Yeah, that's no. news to me. Um, All of that in one podcast? Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's cool. Um, on the Sly with Sly James. It's where we, he reviews single bars and dance clubs. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Sounds like his wheelhouse. Um, <laughs> Buzzin' with Brian Busby, where <laughs> Brian Busby reviews smoke shops and vape shops in Kansas City. I love that one. I would see that. I love that show. Cool. I listen to that show every every week. Like, it's on my subscribe list. 
Lezak on Sleaze Stacks. That's <laughs> where uh, TV weatherman Gary Lezak reviews episodes people. of the classic 1970s children's show Land of the Lost. <laughs> Every episode gets a review. Man, those slee snacks were they were scary, weren't they? Yeah, they're Very terrifying. Scary, yeah. Terrifying. For just rubber masked people. These are great. Why yeah. don't these exist? Um, and then here's another one. Funky and festive fountains with former Casey Mayor Mark Funkhauser. <laughs> That's, That's where he just one. goes and hangs out at a fountain and plays a saxophone. He's trying to redeem himself. He yeah. just plays careless whisper for like four <laughs> hours straight. I, I would bet his wife keeps trying to butt in on those episodes. <laughs> yeah, she's the co-host. Just wearing a a lot of rhinestones and platforms. We've had some super talented voice actors on the show, also some super talented musicians. Uh, the voice actors we've had on Tom Kane, who is a internationally known voiceover actor from Kansas City. You'd recognize his voice instantly. He does almost every movie trailer voice, TV commercial. He is his voice is everywhere. He was on the show. We reviewed K Machos, and Tom gave us some of his top voiceover voices that he does. Uh, he does Yoda. He does Morgan Freeman, and he also does Hal Nine Thousand. So let's listen to some of those clips of Tom Kane doing his famous voices. Good morning, Commander Bowman. You're looking well today. I'm a HAL 9000 computer. I was activated on January 1st, you know, Urbana, Illinois. I understand we're going to be trying some tacos, Dave. You know, I'm not able to do that, Dave. <laughs> you like your tacos better than me, don't you, Dave? <laughs> the temperature is now 75 below zero, and a number of the penguin chicks do not survive the night. And me and the camera crew discover that, yes, indeed, Penguin tastes like chicken. <laughs> Charmin, set the Wayback Machine to 1999. Oh, okay, Mr. Peabody. Uh, it was actually like, why pay money to hire Morgan Freeman? I'll do it for $10. A good taco, a thing of beauty, it is. Strong, with the force. A fine piece of Mexican food, you will find. Yeah. You can tell Miss Daisy I'm not driving her wrinkly white ass around anymore. We're also lucky to have Curtis Siebold as one of the engineers of the show from time to time. He is a voiceover talent in town, and he can do almost any Kansas City sports figure impersonation that you ask him to. So I had him do some of his famous Kansas City sport figure impersonations talking about tacos. So let's listen to some of those. What would former KU basketball coach, current North Carolina basketball coach, Roy Williams sound like ordering tacos? Well, I'll uh, walk up here to the counter, check out these tacos here. Uh, oh, got some daggum tacos here. They're looking pretty tasty. You know, I was uh, trying to get some tacos from my youngsters on the basketball court, and uh, Kirk and uh, Nick and Drew, uh, they told me this is the best place to get tacos, but I don't know whether to get hard shell or, or, or soft shell. <laughs> I know y'all going to be saying there's old coach. He doesn't know which kind of tacos to get, but uh, I could give a flip about uh, your taco question. I got 14 youngsters over there crying their eyes out because they didn't get no tacos. So you're not very nice for asking that question. Carl Peterson doing Christmas carols, but doing them in his delivery. Right. We called them Christmas carols. <laughs> Sleigh bells ring. Are you listening? In the lane, snow is uh, glistening. <laughs> See, beautiful sight. We're uh, happy tonight walking in a winter uh, wonderland. <laughs> or... Deck the halls with uh, boughs of holly. Fa la 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 la. La 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 la. 
What would current KU basketball coach Bill Self sound like ordering tacos? Oh, well, well, for, for, first, for, first of all, uh, 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 let's get this straight, okay? Okay? I would go to, to Salty Iguana because I'm going to get the Bill Self burrito. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know so, 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 uh, 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 but, but, but. Curtis is also the voice of, on our show, the introductions to Taco Topics and Guac Talk when we have that segment. So thanks, Curtis, for giving us those voiceovers. On episode 40, we visited Tacotopia, which was a taco festival in Topeka, Kansas. And one of the things we were just uh, fascinated with was the super large Idaho potato that was camped right next to our recording location. We were so fascinated by it that we asked for a tour. And then we also met the Tater Twins and the Tater Toter, the driver of the truck that hauls the famous potato around the United States. And we started talking to them about the famous potato. And then we started talking to them about Spuddy Buddy, who is the mascot that is in a hyperbaric chamber inside the giant potato. So Tacotopia turned into Potato-topia for all of us. And we had an amazing, amazing potato taco experience that day. We started to just create alternative timelines of Spuddy Buddy's life and what it must be like being Spuddy Buddy. So here is us with guest Mark Henning talking about Spuddy Buddy. Is Spuddy Buddy going to be making an appearance today? Well, now that you ask, yes. <laughs> yes, Spuddy oh, yes. Buddy will be out today. Spuddy These Buddy. are seven foot tall Idaho potato. He'll make an appearance. Yep. Yep. Yes, you better believe he's coming out. (laughs) (laughs) Now, does one of you have to wear the Spuddy Buddy costume, or is there someone Um, else that does that? Spuddy Buddy's real. Oh, he's a real guy. One of us will go take a break, and then Spuddy Buddy comes out. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Coincides with that. You'll never see us all at once, but (laughs) that's just a coincidence. (laughs) I will never be able to unsee... What was the name? Spudsy? Spuds. Spuddy Buddy. Spuddy Buddy. I will never be able to see unsee Spuddy Buddy in his cryogenic chamber. That's okay. I could see Spuds McKenzie hanging out at a... Oh, yeah. Back in the day when he was at his height, can you imagine how many taco parties Spuds McKenzie probably went to? Oh, my God. That guy was the party starter. I I remember being a kid and Spuds McKenzie dying, and it really affected me. I bet it would. Why wouldn't it? Another funny segment here on Taco, the town that we like to do in our review is do bad reviews in a funny voice. We've had some really funny, bad reviews and funny voices throughout the year. Let's take a listen to some of those bad reviews in funny voices. Bad reviews on Taco, the town, Taco, the town, Taco, the town, Taco, the town. I am Kathy S. Sorry. I think the Mexican food is terrible. Just can't see it. The house margarita is to die for. Don't order the guacamole. The presentation is nasty. It's served in a half-shell avocado. The quack is brown. The flavor. I keep reading fav reviews, and I keep trying. The salsa is extremely runny. (laughs) Not good. I'm done. One star. <laughs> there were Jesus, s- Kathy. I'm going to count how many exclamation points. That's right off of Yelp. She was, there's some typos in there too. She said quack oh, yeah. instead of guac. Sam J says, well, today we plan to visit several taco spots around town. Seeing how it is, uh, you know, like Taco Tuesday. So Nat and I first stopped at Taco Villa and they were excellent. 
We then went to this shithole. Although we was quickly greeted, the moment we sat, Nancy, we're just going to call her this, handed us menus. And I promptly asked, do you have any taco specials? You know, because it's like Taco Tuesday, right? Nancy replied, nope, hamburgers. And retreated back to the kitchen. When Nancy came back, she asked what was in our cups that were labeled Taco Via. Wait, they brought their fucking Taco Via cups into another restaurant? Wow, these people really are a-holes. Absolutely. WTF, which stands for something else. Who cares, question mark. We told her, because it's Taco Tuesday. Agua. She replied, what? I said, agua. It's Spanish for water. Nancy walked away again and returned with empty cups and said rudely, we have water too. After Nat spilled her water, trying to pour it into the tequila Harry's cup, we left. This place is garbage. Dear Nancy, why the hell were you so rude? Shouldn't take out your trash on customers. Love, Sam J. One star. Wow. Wow. Wow, Sam J. Sobriny says, went here at the suggestion of a coworker to have their $1 street tacos on Tuesday. Upon walking in, the place looked to be a dump. My sense of smell was overwhelmed with the scent of cooking meat and caustic cleaners. It wasn't pleasing at all. The salsa tasted like tomato sauce, simply no flavor at all. There were three other kinds of salsa in plastic tubs at the front that you had to serve yourself with. But honestly, they weren't much better. The street tacos were a good value. However, I tried the pastor asada and chorizo, and none of them had really any flavor at all. I mainly only tasted the onions. I would not recommend this place to anyone and would avoid at all costs. However, if you like getting your picture put up in a restaurant, they will take your picture and hang it on the wall if you eat 10 street tacos in one sitting. One star. (laughs) Wow. During the taco topics segment of the show, I like to do a speed round to get everyone's taco views on different taco types. Taco burgers, taco salad, taco dogs, mini tacos. So I like to ask every guest their opinions on those different types of tacos. And only one guest, and this was actually a group of guests, have ever said yay to all the taco stylings, which is what I'm kind of always looking for. I want everyone to be acceptable of all taco types. And that was Tony and Derek from the Visit KC offices on a recent episode, episode 44. They got a perfect score on the speed round portion of Taco Topics. So let's listen to that. All right, so this is the speed round. Oh boy. These are yay or nay questions. Oh. First thing that pops into your head, these okay. are taco types. You let me know yay or nay on them. Taco pizza. Yay. yay. Taco salad. Yay. Yay. Taco burgers? Yeah. Yay. You guys are doing great. Taco dogs. Yay. Can you expand? I don't, I'm not sure I know what that <laughs> it's is. It's like a chili dog, but with taco. Yay. On. Absolutely. Yay. Yeah. That sounds fantastic. Choco tacos. Yay. You guys are nailing it. <laughs> <laughs> Miniature tacos from 7 Eleven. Uh huh. I knew you guys would, were the perfect guests for this show. I think this is the first time I've had two guests be yay all the way through so far. So here we go. 
Tacos with a shell made out of a fried chicken breast like the naked chicken chalupa. Yay. Yay. Tacos with a shell made out of a fried egg, a breakfast taco from Taco Bell. Yay. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I found my taco kindred spirits. <laughs> Last one. Tacos served with French fries and nacho cheese. Yay. Yay. Absolutely. Ding, 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 ding. You guys are winners. You You are my first all yay guests. (laughs) Another fun moment from my visit at the Visit KC office with Tony and Derek was when I proposed to them my ideas to make Kansas City a a more taco accepting town, a more a taco destination, if you will. Um, time to put barbecue to the to the back burner and move tacos to the front. I proposed a lot of taco ideas to them. I'm not sure how it went. I've been trying to reach them at the office for the last month or so, leaving them a lot of messages and texts maybe six times a day. Haven't heard back from them. I really need to get my taco initiatives into the mix, into the city council. All of these ideas are very imperative for the future of Kansas City. So here's when I presented my taco ideas to visit KC. We, we have a great taco community here, oh, definitely. and we need to get tacos up there with barbecue. So when people think KC, they think tacos, <laughs> tacos. taco I like town, I like taco it. city, city of tacos, city of taco fountains. Um, <laughs> I'd go the, Midwest, taco the Midwest taco mecca, Kansas Ooh. City. Ooh, okay. But then we'd have to prove it. So we just would have to make ourselves be the mecca, which I'm not against. I'm just saying. That we would have to prove, like we can prove our barbecue, like right, because we've got oh. more than a hundred, like we have more than any other city per capita, right? So we can prove that. We need to get a taco map going, like a taco tour map. I can make one for you. Would you help us out with maybe that? Maybe I'll day? just I'll draw one, okay, and make copies of it at at like uh, the FedEx copy store, and then I'll just let, stand out front and just hand them out to people. Um, and, they, and, and yes. tell them where to get tacos. I like that idea. It could be on the map with the hotels. Like, yeah. like here are the hotels, <laughs> right? And then here are all the taco places in proximity to your hotel. <laughs> I could also get a van, like a, I mean, it wouldn't have to be a flashy van. It could be like a, a van with no, you know, no windows. Mm, can't it, be it. That sounds like a creepy van. Right. Yeah. That, that sounds like a creepy oh, van. Okay, yeah, you're right. <laughs> we can slap a magnet on the Thank side you. of this. Yes, yes. Taco yes. Town, Taco yes. Tour. Sunroof. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, so, so you want it's, lots it's of windows. windows it needs can. to okay. look friendly yeah. to okay. everybody. So it can't be rusty and no, <laughs> okay. that gives a bad image. Well, I could hang out. I could just pull the van up to outside the visit KC offices and just wait there for people in the van. And say, this is Dave's Taco the Town Taco Tours. You want to know where the best tacos are? Talk to the guy with the taco hat on in that van. And then... Who's in the van with the taco hat? Me. So then you do, a, you do a quick change? <laughs> oh, well, I have a taco hat. Okay. I almost brought it tonight oh. so some, someone oh, could wear it. But it's, yeah, it's it's a great taco hat. Um, so I time. only break it out on Cinco de Mayo. So. Oh, good occasion. So... These are just some ideas I have about making, I like taking them. tacos to the top of Kansas City, making them uh, synonymous with barbecue in KC and the Royals and in uh, jazz. Uh, well, I want people to think jazz, tacos, barbecue. We'll see how it goes. I know a lot of these ideas are, you know, shocking at first, but I think when you really think about it, it's time the United States and the world knew about the amazing tacos we have here in Kansas City. And ho- I, I just I just want to do my part. I just want, want to do my part for the city. Tacos 
are special to me. I um I sometimes get emotional over, you know, tacos and on episode 25 of the show I uh, had a bit of a breakdown over where tacos stand in my life and um uh, I got a little uh, I mean I I don't know. I don't know what we what you would call it uh just on episode 25 I uh I was overwhelmed with taco feelings. So uh, let's let's take a listen to that segment. But yeah, there's some tacos that I can't visit anymore. Are you okay? How does that make you feel? It hurts. Okay. I mean, it hurts, but. But you're making new taco memories, yeah, right? Yeah. So that's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. New memories. Exploring new taco. New tacos. Situations and. Yeah. Just got to get, got to put yourself back out there, you know? Yeah, you have to. Can't let one taco get you down. No. No. I'm not, not living. No. Like. I've got to open up those blinds and let the sun in, you know? Yeah. Get back out there. Yeah. I'm so glad that I had that taco today because it's really, it's opening my eyes to new tacos. And without those other tacos, you wouldn't be where you're at today with these new tacos. Right. It might, you might not have liked these new tacos had not been for the old tacos. Yeah. You just got to, you got to live, you know, you can't, can't sit, you can't just sit in the dark and say, I'm not going to go eat tacos today. I'm having a, I'm having a gloomy day. You know, you got to get out there, eat as many tacos as you can make, make friends with some tacos. Maybe it leads to you going there more, you know, maybe they become more than friends. Yeah. Are we still talking about tacos? I think so. Okay. I'll try not to have such a, uh, Emotional moment again. I'll try to keep it together. I was in a, I was in a tough spot that day. Sometimes when I start to think about tacos and what they mean to me, I just kind of, I don't know. I just, I just lose it. Um, I was glad I could get that out there. And uh, sometimes it's good to talk about these things and not keep them bottled up. So to end the show, I always ask my guests if they have any taco questions for me after I'm pummeling them with taco questions for the entire episode. This is a segment called Taco to Me. So let's listen to some of the best questions that I've been asked during Taco to Me. Taco to Me, like lovers do. Have you ever eaten a taco naked? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have I ever eaten a taco naked? You know, I've probably eaten a taco in my underwear, <laughs> but I don't think I've ever eaten a taco naked before. Well, it's something you need to do now. Have you ever eaten a taco? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, we were down in, uh, it was like uh, in the Caribbean. It's a Playa Riviera, I think is what it was, but it was a nude beach. Oh, okay. So, yeah. If your hands were tacos, would you eat them? (laughs) (laughs) I'd have to. Okay. Maybe. Do you only eat one of them? Well, how do I sleep? Do I put my hands on little pillows every night? (laughs) And if I ate them, would they regenerate? If you eat them, does that make you a cannibal? That would be awesome if they ate them. Regenerating taco hands. Oh, my God. That's your superpower. Right. Yeah. My hands turn into tacos that that. I can eat. (laughs) You can't do anything else, but you can always eat tacos. So I'm like Wolverine, but my hands just (laughs) Just grow tacos. Just your hands. The only thing on your body that regenerates is your hands. (laughs) Just eating them constantly. (laughs) That sounds like a a dream. 
scenario and a nightmare. Yeah. Well, it's like every good superpower. It's also a curse, <laughs> right? A yeah. burden. A burden, yeah. yeah. You've got the taco hands. Everybody wants your taco hands. Yeah, I'd have to have little soft satin pillows I laid them on. <laughs> or I'd just eat them. What if you had like... So I wouldn't have hands. Yeah, but then they regenerate back. <laughs> How quickly would they regenerate back? I feel like within 24 hours. Well, no, because you eat about every eight hours. Like... <laughs> so every eight hours, you got to have okay. another oh, yeah. meal. So you have a new... Yeah. So when you okay. go to sleep, you've eaten, you have no hands. You wake up hands. Taco Can I hands. fling them off like as weapons? <laughs> yes. Like, I like feed so. people? Like- if but killer, then you got to wait eight hours to come if back. If killer guac yes. was like attacking an avocado truck, could I jump out there and I feel and like you'd flinging? have to. I think you'd yeah. have to. Maybe you could fling like just parts, part of your taco hand. <laughs> like, like just chips. Oh, like yeah, yeah. chip bullets. <laughs> Maybe I could shoot out like the meat and the cheese yeah. at him. Like a, like a cannon, taco cannon. I feel cannon. like this may have already happened on a Power Rangers episode at one point or another. We're just all misremembering. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, yeah, this was a Power Rangers episode. The taco, the taco episode somebody. that everybody knows. Maybe the Aquabats did it yeah. on their show when they had one. Thanks for bringing that up. I'm going to think about that a lot okay. now. And that about does it for our special one-year anniversary episode of Taco the Town. I want to thank all of our listeners and everyone who supports the show. I want to thank executive producer Chris Garibaldi, who joins us from time to time on the show. Couldn't have done the show without you. You are keeping things running back at the Taco the Town corporate office, making sure that we have all of our tacos in a row and we're doing what we set out to do, which is make the best taco podcast in Kansas City. I'd like to thank engineer Matt Allen, who always cuts together and engineers a deliciously sounding show. Thank you, Matt, for everything you do. The music, the sound effects, everything you do makes this show pop and shine like a diamond. I'd like to thank Curtis Siebold, who engineers from time to time. Thank you for your hard work, Curtis. And I'd also like to thank Rhiannon Birdsall, who sings the intro to Bad Reviews in a Funny Voice. Thanks, Rhiannon. And thank you to Katie Crawford, who sings the intro to Taco to Me, which is a lovely addition to the show. I'd like to end the one-year anniversary show with something I said on the very first episode of Taco the Town. Taco the Town will continue to be the podcast for taco lovers. It's a safe place, a judgment-free taco zone. There are a lot of different entrees out there, a lot of different things to eat, but there's just something special about tacos. Like I said, I've never met a taco I didn't like. Actually, there's one taco place that I did have a bad taco experience at, and that place will go unmentioned until my drone guy says that it's the right time to taco about it. Thanks to everyone for taking the time to make time for Taco the Town. If we all just take a little more time to make time for tacos, our lives will be all the better for it. Keep listening, and we'll keep doing the Lord's work and eating all the tacos in the town. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Taco the Town KC. If you have a taco place you'd like for us to check out and review, send us a message on Facebook or Twitter or on Instagram at Taco the Town KC or on our email at Taco the Town Topics at gmail.com. Thanks to Chris Garibaldi, Curtis Siebold, Matt Allen. Special thanks to Sun Eaters who wrote all the music you hear on Taco the Town. Their catalog is available on lotuspool.com. And thanks to you for listening. And until next time, go eat some tacos.
Lotus Pool Records is a proud sponsor of Taco the Town. Staunchly independent and inexplicably eclectic, Lotus Pool has something for everyone. For the iconoclast, enjoy Poster Children's Grand Bargain. Engineered by Steve Albini, their first new album in 14 years. The indie rock stalwarts every turn with a blast of political prog punk. For the pseudo-escapist, there's the wickedly talented Heidi Lynn Gluck and her latest album, Pony Show, like an entrapping siren song. Beautifully crafted melodies invite you in and caress you and rock you like a velvet hurricane. And for those that secretly sneak into their car on their lunch hour and listen to 101 The Fox, there is Sun Eaters, authors of the amazing Taco The Town theme song, a band applying the juggalo business model to their face-melting musical collection with a dash of smart-ass sincerity. Their new album, Unfathomable Darkness, is coming this Christmas. Remember, all Lotus Pool music can be streamed for free at lotuspool.com, a Lotus Pool tradition since 1999. Buy, stream, enjoy. Even when you feel no one else loves you, Lotus Pool Records loves you the most. Feel the love at lotuspool.com. <laughs> 